Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Marianne Mazarek, Lead Consultant for Employee Engagement at GP Strategies. Marianne, it's great to have you back on the show. Oh, it's great to be back. So our topic today is career coaching, specifically in the context of the pandemic and the new hybrid work situation. So how has this new reality changed the need for coaching and the nature of career coaching? So I would suggest a good place to start is to look back for a second to pre-pandemic, where we know from our research that career uh, coaching wasn't working that well back then. Um, at the time, we saw that employees wanted to talk about their careers, but the conversations weren't happening, certainly not at the level that employees wanted them to. So then you fast forward to the world we're in now where our personal lives and our work lives are sort of upside down, and you have managers who are struggling with all of the challenges of leading hybrid teams, and you have employees who are stepping back and trying to figure out what work really should look like for them. So there are definitely some new challenges to add to the old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you say that career coaching is, is, is this an opportunity for organizations to improve their culture of coaching? I would call it a mandate even mm. more than an opportunity. Before we had the great resignation, we had 18 months of what I would call the great reflection. So people stepped back as the pandemic was happening, as people were getting furloughed, as they were locking down with or without their family. And they started thinking about, is this all there is? Is this, you know, is my work working for me? What should I be doing right now? So there's been all this reflection going on and people started talking about careers and they're thinking about their careers. And if organizations and managers aren't part of that conversation, they're not going to be part of the solution. And I think that's one of the reasons people are, are leaving now. So it's more important than ever. So how can managers and coaches become part of that conversation? What needs to happen? For career coaching to work, especially in this hybrid environment, relationships have to be in place. And we know that can be more difficult when you're not sitting down the hall from someone and you have a team that has potentially you have some remote team members, you have some people on site. So investing the time to build relationship matters, because if I'm the employee I'm not going to talk to you about my career if I don't know you and trust you. And if I'm your manager, I can't really do a very good job of coaching you if I don't understand what's important to you and what your goals are and what your interests are. So that relationship has to be the foundation. Okay. And this is complicated, of course, by what you just mentioned, that not everyone's in the same place anymore. Absolutely. So then the question, one of the questions is, how do you have a conversation and how do you make it happen? Because if in 
pre-pandemic, if I were talking to managers, I would say, talk about career informally. Select a few questions that you can ask your team members casually as you're walking down the hall, as you're gathering in the lunchroom, ask them what they like about their work, what um, they're interested in, in doing more of. And those informal moments are not as easily accessible. And as soon as you schedule a meeting, it becomes more formal and it's almost an escalation. If I said, Jeremy, I want to talk about my career Mm. and let's meet, you would have this potentially moment of, oh my gosh, what does Marianne want to talk about? So the minute you have to schedule meetings, you create, it feels more formal. So I think it's important for managers to find ways to connect with their people as informally as they can. I've been a remote employee for 20 years. One of my managers used to call me on his way um, back home from the office just to check in. So there would never be a formal agenda. It would be one of these, so how's it going? That could take the direction of performance and projects. It could take the direction of my engagement level. And it could also um, really open things up to talk about what I was interested in. So I I think managers have to be more intentional in trying to communicate and connect without that formal meeting or one on one. Okay, got it. So more intentional, but not so formal. Intentionally informal, we might say. You got it. Okay. (laughs) So now you mentioned the great resignation. We're all aware of this. Mm -hmm. And which practically means we're just seeing a lot of people leaving their jobs. uh, Some of them presumably to look for a better job. Some might have other motives. But how can career coaching help people make the best choice about whether in fact to leave a job or to stay where they are and try to build their career at their current job? It really goes back to talking to people and having communication and conversations. So if I'm an employee, I'm, I've been working really hard. I might be weary. Uh, there may be some things about my work that I don't like. I've been thinking a lot, figuring out what's most important. If I'm not that happy, am I going to reach out to you as my manager and say, hey, I want to talk about this? That might happen. What is more likely to happen is I'm going to sit in at my desk at home or or if I'm in the office, I'll, I'll go home and I'll check out LinkedIn and I'll look for the opportunities there because I'm trying to solve this problem. I may want to do it myself. And I'll look for, I'll assume that the only way to address my discontent is to leave. And that's why career coaching can be so useful because if managers are checking in and saying, let's, let's talk not only about career, but let's talk about your engagement because engagement and career are, are so tightly connected. You know, what are the things you like about your work? What are the things that you don't like? What types of projects haven't you worked on that you might like to in the future? What skills do you want to add to your portfolio of experience? If 
I'm having as a manager those conversations with my people, then I'm much more likely to hear what the aspirations are, what the challenges are, and then together we can brainstorm what might actually scratch that itch. But if you're not having those conversations, then employees, you know, someday someone's going to show up at your door and say, I'm resigning and I think I have a better opportunity at XYZ company. And you're going to say, wait, we let's talk about this. I'm sure we can provide opportunities. There are things, there's great work that you can do and it'll be too late. Okay. And I think this goes back to what you were saying before about being intentional. So not mm-hmm. waiting until there's a crisis point and then saying, let's see if we can fix it. But just as a matter of course, on some kind of regular schedule, informally mm-hmm. reaching out and having those conversations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, organizations can, because I always know we, we go to what can organizations do to help make this happen, right? Yeah. So, there are a couple of things that I think companies can do. One is to encourage people to have one-on-ones quarterly conversations. So those may be more formal than the types of um, informal conversations that I've described so far, but there's still opportunities to connect and to talk about engagement, performance, and career. So how have my goals shifted because we know that strategies shift all the time. How's my engagement? And then also, what are my career aspirations? Mm-hmm. So quarterly conversations are are useful. Yeah, as opposed to the traditional once a year, we're going to sit down and do your performance review. And it all comes down to this, to this one moment. And I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. prefers that. Well, I don't think anyone does. I also think there's the mythical mid-year check-in. And, you know, I use air quotes when I talk about that, because if you look at a lot of organizations' performance management systems, you'll see that mid-year check-in, which is supposed to focus on development. And the reality is those conversations often don't happen or they happen in the context of performance and don't really focus on where are the areas you want to grow and how do you want to develop for the future. And we know that's useful because when we've done career research and asked people about um, being willing to stay in a role as long as they're growing and they're learning new things, um, the large majority of people say that's fine with them. So they don't necessarily need a change in their role as long as they're getting something out of their work. Okay. So with the hybrid work situation with with some folks being uh, out of the office, at least sometimes, or maybe permanently, what can managers do to, as we've been talking about, stay in touch regularly, but to do it in a way that doesn't seem like they're micromanaging? You know, how much is too much? Well, there are a couple of things. So one example is sort of the the check-in of, hey, I've, I've got five minutes. I just want to check to see how things are going. I think the other strategy is to avoid talking about projects because that, that's where micromanagement really comes into play is I'm going to um, check in with you to see how project A or project B is going. 
And that's where, as an employee, I might feel like you're checking up on me a little bit too mm. much. So I think if managers, I, I, I think I keep using the word um, connection here, where if managers can be the linchpin for their team members in, in two ways. One is connecting them to a larger community of people. And the other is connecting them to opportunities to do meaningful work. Mm. And we talk a lot about how everybody needs to have a career community. And if a manager can help his or her team members build a career community, that's a great asset, asset to the team member. And so who might be in that community? You need a cheerleader, a sponsor, a role model, a challenger, a mentor. And if you're my manager, you might be able to play a couple of those roles, but you can't be everything. So the more that managers can connect their people with others who can support them in their career success, the better. And then the flip side is opportunities where there's a lot of work to be done. And if I'm sitting here in my home office, I may be a bit more disconnected from the projects that are happening in headquarters or the projects that are happening in a different region. So if my manager can help disseminate sort of the institutional knowledge or or it's the work gossip, and I mean gossip in a really good way, mm-hmm. of what's happening and, and what projects are coming up, that would make me as a remote worker more connected to potential projects that might really add to my career growth. So it's connection to the people and to the opportunities. You know, I can I can imagine a manager listening to this and saying, that sounds great, but I'm already super busy. You know, that sounds like a lot of work to connect people in all these different ways and create this culture. I mean, I just don't have time. I wish I did, but I don't. So what would be your response? My echoed thoughts would be, it's going to take a lot more work to fill vacancies on your team than to talk to people now. Um, What I might say instead to the manager is you don't have to plan hour-long conversations every week or every month with your people. But if if you pick one question that you want to check in with everyone on um, for a week, which might just be, again, what, you know, what skills are you interested in, in growing or um, what's happening that uh, is getting in the way of your, your best day at work. If you can just pick something to focus on with your team members, it's not going to take a lot of time and you're going to get the information that you need to help them help themselves. Because one of the things we haven't talked about, um, I've, I keep saying the manager needs to do this, the manager needs to do that. Employees have to own their own careers. Mm-hmm. So they have to understand what is important to them. They have to understand 
um, what they want and also how they show up, what they have to offer. So the burden of career development is not on the manager alone. The role is really a support role. And, and when we talk about career coaching, it's really a coach role. And so you need to ask questions. You don't have to have all the answers. And it's not your job to define your team member's career path. But if you, if you get the dialogue going and you get people thinking about what's important to them and who else they might be able to talk about, it'll actually... I think it ends up being less work for you as a manager than it may appear at first. Okay, great point. All right, Marianne, we've covered a lot of ground. So let's sum it up a little bit. If our listeners take away just one thing from this interview around our topic of career coaching and the hybrid workspace, what is that one thing you want to make sure that they take away? I would say that you shouldn't be afraid of talking about career and that nowadays it's more important than ever to get it on your agenda as you're talking to your team. And the comp people are thinking about work. They're thinking about their lives. They're trying to figure out what's best for them. And if as a manager, you can provide the organization's perspective on what a bright future looks like for the organization, the challenging, meaningful work that remains to be done by somebody, and you encourage people, you, you offer your support in helping align their interests and what's on their mind with what's important to the company, then you're going to have that, that great match and you're going to end up with a team of really engaged employees and, you're go- and really engaged people stay. But you can't wait. If you wait, they're going to try to figure it out on their own. And that's when you're going to end up with um, the more difficult conversation around why they're leaving. Don't wait. Do not wait. You heard it here first, folks. Well, Marianne, thanks for that, for all your great insights and for a great conversation. Really appreciate it. Thank you. The Performance Matters podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.